Hi everyone, you're listening to What's Your View with me, Olu Dolapo. This podcast was created as a space for real-life people with real-life experiences that most of us can relate to it and learn from. Um, so if you're a lover of rich conversations, then grab a drink or a snack or nothing really, and let's get into it. Um, hi guys, uh, so today's episode, we'll be talking about how childhood experiences form our perception about life. And... Um, I have with me a coach, Wally. I call him Coach Wally. He's actually a coach. He's a child psychologist, and um, um, we'll be talking about our child experiences from our perception of our life. And um, over time, I've just got to realize that childhood is an integral part of our growth, and it says that our experiences and exposure at that stage forms the foundation of our life journey as a whole over time. And um, your childhood experience could either be positive or negative. On whichever side your experience falls, is just. Um, the basis on which your present and probably future perception about life are built. Um, so on today's episode, I have with me Kuchwali, like I said earlier, Kuchwali Adijuigbe. Kuchwali is actually a certified child psychologist who has in several cases traveled around the world as a consultant to schools, orphanage homes, churches, and other child-related organizations. I mean, Kuchwali travels practically everywhere, just like coach people. And um, <clears throat> so, Kuchwali, please, could you introduce yourself, please? Okay. Um, good day, everyone. Yeah. Uh, and also, I want to appreciate you for, <laughs> for having me here. Yeah. Uh, my name is Wali Adijuibi. Coach Wali Adijuibi. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm, a child, I'm a child psychologist, mm-hmm. um, coach, and um, school management consultant, just like I was introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm a parent. Yeah, right. Yes, that's very key because and it has afforded me or allowed me to be able to do some things. <laughs> Some of the things that I felt okay came as a result of thoughts. Yeah. I was able to experience it with my children. Experiment right. I, was, I was about to say that, like, yes. the experience would be there with your kids. With my, with my children. So um, I'm so happy to be here and I hope I'm going to have a nice time. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so this is going to go. I'll be asking Kuchwali some questions and um, he will be giving us, like, based on experience and based on what he has learned over time, um, accurate answers. Okay, so um, the first question I'll be asking him is, um, so Sal, please, could you tell us about the crucial stage, which is called childhood, and how you think it forms our perception of life? Oh, fantastic. Um, thank you for that question. Yeah, uh, the, ch- the childhood stage mm. is one of the most sensitive stage- stages that we will go through Definitely. in life. Definitely. And it's because of that, because of, um, I would say because of two things. Yeah. The first is... The, the, the energy that is possible in a child that explains the different things that makes up that makes up their actions and makes makes up the interest and desires mm-hmm. when you put a child a male child for example when you okay. put him in a room I, I tell you if that child is active <laughs> the room can never be the same mm-hmm. and when you look at it you wonder why adults sit and the children just find it very difficult to sit and the reason is because there is a level of energy that is going on in, inside them. Now, that energy explains some set of things. Okay. The second one is curiosity. Um, children are, are more curious. Yeah, that's, that's very right. And the reason is because when you look at a child, a child, or let me say even as adults, we are like a cop. Mm-hmm. Our, our emotional, our mental state is like a cop mm. that is getting filled. Mm. Now the empty, the emptiness of that cup will determine how curious we are. So when children are naturally born curious, why? Because their mind is plain, but they want to quickly fill it up. That's the reason why they learn subliminally. Yeah. So and what that means is that they don't need to pay too much attention to be able to get some things. Mm. They just get things by just moving or by virtue of proximity. And the reason why this is very important is that this begins to form the perception of life and the way they begin to behave later in life. So that children learn faster through exposure than through education. Mm. So that, that insinuates that 
when you keep a child with a certain person, there's high rate of probability that this child will like act accordingly to the whatever way the person is acting over time. Thank you very much. Not first about what the person is saying, yeah. but based on the action, okay. the things. I, I mean, so, um, a man, an educational psychologist, I, I belong to a forum like that, okay. and the man said that um, in Tanzania, that there was an experiment conducted. I don't know why white people went to Tanzania to conduct that experiment, <laughs> but they conducted an experiment in Tanzania. They exposed a child to only animals. I didn't know how that was possible wow. for three years. And for the three years, the child did not stand up to walk. <laughs> so when you look at it well, you discover that children begin to take not understanding action by the fact that they were exposed to people walking on their two legs. Mm. Sorry, for, sorry for cutting you in. Uh, I think this is not just applicable to children alone, if, or human beings alone. To an extent, I think it is even applicable to animals, because when you expose like a certain kind of animal to another type of animal, mm. there's a way I think it will like um, <clears throat> live according to the way the other animals he has been exposed to, what has been exposed to. That's true. Believing. That's true. That's true. That reminded me of a story. Of how a lion was caught amidst sheep. Oh yeah, yeah. I think everybody knows that story. <laughs> and you know, at the point, the lion couldn't. You know, the lion are carnivorous animals. Yeah. But in this, this world, lion is in grass every time. <laughs> you know that, and that's that's the power of you know the the stage, the childhood stage, mm. and now it forms our perce- perception it's of life. Problem, most, yeah. in fact, don't let me say most of. Virtually everybody, we share a part of our family. Yeah. And at the point, it looks as if it's genetical, uh, there's a genetical explanation for that, or mm. maybe it's a DNA. But when you look at it, really, you discover that it's a function of exposure. Mm. These are people that we, we, we grew up, our yeah. consciousness came alive mm-hmm. in their presence. Yeah. We saw the way they dressed, we mm. saw the way the, the house were, we saw the way everything looked. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people cannot just stand some environment currently. Yeah. And the reason is because of their childhood stage, how exactly. they were brought up what they saw so that's 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 how powerful you know the childhood stage is that's how powerful it is mm, thank you so much Kucholi. Okay, and um the next thing or the next question is um yeah so there is a thing called positive mental attitude and negative mental attitude uh, how can parents help a child to have a positive mental attitude and how can a teenager or a young adult on learn a negative mental attitude so this is like um two or three questions two or like three questions in one in so one. Uh, l- let me take it again so uh, there is a thing called positive mental attitude and negative mental attitude how can parents help a child have a positive mental attitude i think we should just start with that how, how do you think parents should help a child okay fantastic like child from like zero to ten okay. um let me say zero to twelve then thirteen to twenty they're about yeah okay, okay. so so one of the things that that um it, 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 we used to say is the fact that uh parents are the first teacher yeah right <laughs> of, of a child mm. and that's 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 actually right because of certain things um, when a parent is trying to work on the mental attitude, let's 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 first talk about mental attitude okay. before breaking either positive or, or negative. Or negative. Yeah. Let's let's first talk about the mental attitude. Mm. Um, nothing comes naturally that is that is beneficial when mm. you look at it well. Especially children naturally learn how to go south. The way it is is the fact that children don't learn how to create just like that. It was as a result of a certain restriction to a particular environment or a simulation that is created that allows some children to just come up. There's a place of gift, yeah. but there's a place of actually fueling that gift to make sure that it come alive. Do we call that discipline? Discipline is one of it, you know. Discipline is one of it. Mm. Sight and insight is one of it. My daughter grew up seeing me read mm. and now my daughter, my daughter tells me often, like, Daddy, where is my book? And then I began to reason with it, like, okay, this was, this was, this is something that you are passing across. However, my son is not like that. Mm. <laughs> and they are both under the same exposure. Under the same exposure. Yeah. So, when we talk about mental attitude, you know, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a serious power in, in parents, especially when the parents are conscious of this early enough. Yeah. Yes. Before a child starts speaking, the child has already been communicating. 
So the only thing about it is that the communication is not is not the word it's communication. Not yes, yeah. there has been communication between the parent, between the mother and the and the child. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when when we are talking about this mental attitude, the parents must start early. Mm-hmm. Yes, from the time when the mother start breastfeeding, mm-hmm. the child starts showing attitude. Yes, the child the the children begins to some children breastfeed in a certain way. Yes, some children like to suck for a while and bite. They suck and bite. They suck and bite. So the mother begins to cop that when they when when because the language that children actually understand is consistency. That's the language. Even maybe 0, 10, 15, 20, it's is consistency. If I'm consistent about your behavior, in no time you will soon get the message that this thing is not okay by my parent mm. and therefore i have to follow them yeah. now the power now lies on the parents to be able to make them follow you even to your absence mm. Mm. And you see that's yeah. that's that's the place yeah. of the bible that says that teach a child in the, the way, way he should go, should go. so that when he grows old you will have taken the power away from him he will think he still have the power some of us feel like yeah ah Thank God I'm living over. When I get, in fact, I can now go to club. <laughs> that club experience, I want to have that thing. But you know what happens? You are, the, the child will go there once. But by the time the child gets there, the child just discovered that this ah, is not for me. What no. Is, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So the parents are taking that thing away, mm. working on the mental attitude. Consistency in this Thank you very much. So when when a, when a parent wants to help a child to have positive mental attitude because they, as a parent don't need to do anything to have negative mental attitude it's natural the fact that my son wants to get this and i said no there's a, there's a reaction there's a form that the child was going to bring up and when that thing begins to continue like that the boy begins to wire you see it's like a strand of a bloom it came the first day i held it came the second third third. by the time it got to the 500 is just wrapped yeah. and it becomes something that you can bend again. So the parent is the one that with response. Every sense of intentionality. Thank you. So response begins to matter to a parent early enough. When I put when a mother is breastfeeding, breastfeeding yeah. and then the child bites, mm. the next thing to do as a mother is not to just say, yes, you know that's what mothers yeah. do. But there's an action that you follow, mm. not violence. But there's an action to let the child know that every time you you bite me, you bite me, there's a pain. Thank you. There's something that I'm going to do. So the message is communicated early before mm. the child even starts talking. So the, the child is now used to the response of the mother. That is now it becomes positive when the mother responds to positive things that the child shows, positive attitude. Mm. So when my son comes frowning and he wants something from me. The first thing I say to him, Daniel, if you don't laugh, I'm not going to give it to you. Mm. When my daughter comes around and is doing it, so they know me now. If they want something from me and you can't get it from me, no. Why? I'm trying to let you understand. Life is not going to give you everything you, you want. Exactly. And at that point, when you don't get it, your next reaction oh is to frown. This is deep already. <laughs> the next reaction is to start, no, 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 no. I have to teach you about life before you go into life. Mm. So the positive to be able to make to help my child to have a positive mental attitude, I have to put a lot in my response. Yeah. My response every single time. Mm. I put it there. Why? Because my child only responds to my consistency. Yes, sir. Well, this is this is really deep, sir. And I and I love the I love the way this is going already. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, um, so the next question. Is there any principle that could aid in overcoming or rather oh there's there's another question mm-hmm. in that yeah in that, yes. yeah okay so how can parents help a child to have a, i think you, you talked about yes, it already yes. yeah so okay then we can jump to the and other one said, how, can it, how can a teenager or young adult unlearn a negative mental attitude now mm-hmm. precisely how can they unlearn negative now because you will see some adults and you just, and just who raised this person who, who practically raised this person because ah, this person is not behaving rightly so how do you think um how do you think a child or even an adult, an adult that I'm talking about 30, 30 plus, 40 plus, mm, yes. how do you think someone in this age, age bracket mm-hmm. 
and even a child here, like yes. the primary thing we're talking about, how can such people mm-hmm. unlearn negative attitude? Mm, fantastic. Oh wow. That that's a very that's a very very that's very very Because weird. I know to change someone is like one of the toughest things to do in the whole world. My god. To change someone is one of the toughest jobs to have in the world. That's so true. how do you think that can be done? That's a, okay, thank you very much. Um um the first thing that um, you have to understand when you want to unlearn a negative mental attitude mm. is the fact that what took the child over 20 years, and I'm talking about, no, let me talk about teenagers now. Okay. What took the about child, 19 now. Yes. Okay. So what took the child 15, 16 years of his life mm. to master will not take you one year. <laughs> to unlearn. Yes. Never. So, so no matter your consistency, because we are talking about behavioral behavioral ways mm. um one of the concepts of behavior is the fact that things becomes easy when it's repeatedly done okay so there's nothing like an easy option it's just things it's just things that have become so easy and you know the first set of people that master this thing i'm talking about are terrorists well. they ensure terrorists and soldiers they ensure that they make every of their members get used to the hard way so that it becomes easy the first thing they do is to make the ad easy. Mm. So you see somebody says, says he sits down with a book and finish it. Check. It was because it was not easy. It was because it has been mastered. So, and that's the problem. A lot of people want to change someone that has mastered certain things. Mm. Now, the mastery enhances me to do it without effort. Now, you are giving me another thing to do now. <laughs> a new behavior that has been coming to me it's like op- it's like taking a fish out of water and putting him on land or on land and that's expecting the, the fish to, to, to no 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 <laughs> so 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 whoever wants to work on that needs to understand that see this thing is not going to be a quick fix yes, and the more you try to the more you try to neg- abuse the more you try to force it out the more you find opposition mm, that's true Yes. So the more you find opposition, so so that's the first thing that <laughs> the work the work really lies in the hand of the parent or the, mentor, or the person or the that wants to yeah. really yes the work really lies in that. That's the first. The second thing actually is I'll go like the first one is your response, your consistency of response will either do one or three things to a teenager or to a young adult. They either leave you or they stick with you. Oh my god, this is Your this concept. is so practical and real. They either leave you or stay with you. Yeah. If they stay with you, and that is why it is okay to be consistent in your response. In other words, your response must have two faces. Mm-hmm. The response must be the one that ensures discipline and then the ones that ensures motivation. And I okay, yeah. I was about to say maybe positivity too. Yes. And, uh, Discipline yeah. and motivation. Yeah. So you, I must be. No, the first thing is that I must be seen as a model. A if, positive model. Yes, a positive okay. model. Yeah. If I'm seen as a positive model, I must also be known as a principled person. Mm, yeah. The first time I encountered one of my, I can call the person one of my boss. The first time I encountered him, what really interested me about him was the fact that I sat down, and our secretary came in to give him tea, and the secretary came frowned. He said, "Go out." And immediately he closed his eyes. He said, I don't want to see you. Don't spoil my day. He, don't, he doesn't need to tell me that this is what I value. So, because negative mental attitude can affect, it spreads like fire. Yes, sir. I agree. So in that situation, I must be seen as someone that is principled about what is imp- what, the things that are important to me. And how, how I'm not going to bend at all for mm-hmm. it. So that the more they begin to know that about me, I can now bring out another thing. But you want to change someone, he came frowning, and then the next thing you are laughing. Ah, ah, <laughs> what happened to you today? And then it's one of your moody days, I guess. Now, what you're doing is that you are actually allowing the, the person to have his way. You are even adding strength to what has become. What has become? <laughs> I, I think one of the things I've, I've been able to pick from this particular answer is the fact that whenever someone brings to you what you actually not take as a value, you should. Let me use our word, clear the person. <laughs> clear the, <laughs> well, de- depending on the person, though, there's, there's a way to clear uh, each of the people that are in our lives. That's so, 
Um, I think that's one of the basic things I've just picked from that uh, from the answer. So the next one, sir, is the is there is there any principle that could aid in overcoming an abusive childhood experience? Like, is there any shall I say principle or philosophy or teaching or anything that could aid in overcoming an abusive childhood experience? Because a whole lot of people are still carrying the baggage of the experience. I mean, the negative experiences they had while they were growing up, mm. and. Um, to be honest, if you want to be honest, if you ask other psychologists and um, let me say therapists, yes, they will tell you that most of the people they are seeing today, most of the uh, therapy sessions they've been having is as a result of maybe childhood experiences childhood that experiences. people haven't um, overcome yet and yes. all. So, how do you think this can be like done? Is there any principle that could aid in overcoming an abusive childhood experience? Uh, fantastic. I think that's one of the things that that's one of the miracle of neuro linguistic programming. Okay. Yes. Please tell us about it. A neuro-linguistic programming is simple. It's from the word neuro, okay. neurons, linguistic yeah. language, mm -hmm. and programming. Okay. It's, it's a concept that says that as human beings, we are all programmed. Either you like it or not, just like a system. Right, right. <laughs> and our function, our functionality, our, our expressions, our behaviors are actually the product of these programs. Mm. So um, some people had been better programmed. And why some people, because of the things that happened to them, they, they were not programmed well. However, neuro-linguistic programming helps to be able to obstruct certain programs that have been happening before. So, okay. for example, um, um, every action stems from your thoughts. Yes, sir. Every action. So, and how does it come? He used the neurons, the nerve cells, the things that connect the brain to other parts, mm -hmm. especially the brain to the mind. So which are the neurons, yeah, yeah, then you will now send a message, which I would like to say that, I'm not actually talking about neuro-linguistic programming right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm just saying that there is one key thing that neuro-linguistic programming push to us to help in, this, in answering this question, okay. and that is pattern. Mm. That is pattern. So when you are trying to help um, an abusive, uh, uh, someone with an abusive childhood experience, okay. you have to you have to let that person understand the patterns of how those things come to play. Because anybody that is being hurt by the past, check, there's always a trigger. Mm. Something triggers it at some point. Yes, it's amazing right now during my course of study that I discovered that even food, that, that's, that's really true. Yeah. Even food can trigger some of these things. That there are certain foods that when you eat it, you begin to remember the things that has happened to you in time past. Um, this just made me remember, like, um, I was on a call with a primary school friend sometime two weeks ago. Okay. And he was telling me about how he detests his present boss. Mm. And he um, was making reference to the fact that each time he sees this man, <clears throat> he gets really angry. Because the man looks like his dad a lot, the same height, wow. the same um, physical appearance, that kind of thing. And he had a very, very bad experience with his dad while growing up. So each time he sees this as present boss, it's more or less like, it's more or less like he should just resign and just leave, or he should just eat the man or something. So now I agree with the fact that things triggers triggers. Yes, yes. So so the pattern helps you as a person. You know, as an abuse, someone that has abusive childhood experience, mm. you are trying to work against it. Mm. So the, the best thing to do, even when you go to a therapist, the therapist will question you to get to understand the patterns. Yeah. Why? Because those patterns, sorry, those triggers, okay. we send message to your brain yes, and then the nerves transfer it down. You just quickly remember and then it leads to the action. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Why? I, there's something I used to call TPE. It's a TPE model. Trigger, process, and action. Mm. There's nobody that does not have that. Anything you do actually has a trigger. And in fact, one of the things that makes marketers study neuropsychology is the fact that they understand this thing and it helps in marketing. Anyway, either digital or offline. Mm. That there are certain triggers that enters the processing of people. Even when I don't need the phone, there's a trigger. When it enters my processor, my processor processes and immediately the money that I don't have, <laughs> I will use it to buy what I don't need. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in this way also, um, such person should understand the trigger. Mm. 
Why? Because so so for example, let me give you let me give you an example of myself mm-hmm. when I was young, mm-hmm. when I was uh, I, I I wouldn't call my an abusive childhood experience, mm-hmm. but to a, to a level it affected me a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to feel my brother was better than me. And the reason actually was because my brother displayed his natural things, his natural traits in the area of working with things. I was displaying mine in the area of working with brains, Green, ideas. Yeah. So, but my dad's, my dad's definition of value then was in the things because my dad was an electrical engineer. Okay. So technically speaking, he's going somewhere and you needed somebody to follow him. The only, the only problem is I can't go. So I began to feel so bad that, ah, oh, Abi, this is how this is going to be for life. Mm. So my brother will be preferred. So, well, do, do, do you understand yeah, what I'm saying? I what saying. So I, I, I kind of see that this is going to make my brother get preferred than me, mm. the places I go. So before I knew it, I was having issue with preference. In fact, I think that could lead to like a negative mental attitude. Yes. By the time I get to school, I discovered that, oh, I was maybe one of, part of the last set of people in the class. Mm. When there are seven things, it doesn't get to me first. So at a point, I actually took it as, okay, maybe that's my fate. That is what I'm meant to do. That is how I'm meant to live my life. I'm not going to be among someone. I, I, I can't really get to a place. And it's amazing how this thing taunted me till university days. Mm. I tell you. So, however, I discovered that at a point, I, dis- I discovered that anything that has to do with context, competition, is the trigger it sent me back to those times and because of that i i i I could actually sit down and give up but i made up my mind that i'm going to give it up i'm going to give the best that Mm -hmm. i could do Mm -hmm. so there was this there was this time when when uh, when i got to university i learned how to play guitar and it was because of this that made me committed everything to learn the guitar and i learned it i played guitar to the point that i was one of the best on campus So, and the reason is not because I just wanted to do it. A lot of people were even wondering, like, how do you learn guitar so fast? But they didn't know that I was actually fighting a battle of preference. Mm. I wanted to get to a place and people refer me. I wanted to get to a place and people prefer me to, to maybe others. I mm. felt, okay, why would, why would everything just, just look like that? So at a point when I was getting that, I was feeling okay. So, but along the line, education came in. Yes. So, and that is that's 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 the second part mm-hmm. that helps. You have to understand. Not this is not motivation now. Okay. It's not motivation. You have to understand that uh, either you are at the forefront or you are the backside. Is your is in your hand. Yeah. Is in your hand. At that point, when I was when I got to understand this, that see see see, there's no point trying to impress people. Right. Just become the best in your own area. In your own area. at that point, I think it was Ronaldo. Ronaldo, this current Ronaldo, Ronaldo. was was very hot. And I was wondering, like, okay, so this so was it doing differently? Yes, what was he <laughs> doing differently? But all I could see was the fact that okay, so when this guy is being asked question, he speaks Portuguese, he couldn't speak English. So why why so why? But he's doing what he's doing so well. Nobody cared about the fact that he went to school, nobody cared about the fact that right. he went, yes, ah, right. oh my god. So <laughs> what it means is that if I can do what I'm doing currently so well, mm-hmm. I'm going to get so so that's 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 that was that was the i would say that was the breakthrough for me mm. as a person and really that's one of the ways to get through abusive childhood experience mm. you just understand that okay there is a principle of pattern you yeah. have to understand the trigger and how it affects your now you can't do anything to the trigger mm. because it's a calm the, de- definitely the power with the power in you changing that is not does not lie in you avoiding trigger because you can't avoid triggers yeah, definitely. however where the real work is is in your processor is in what comes into you and how you process it before it leads to action. Mm. Some people just process and then they go down. Just discover that their mood changes <laughs> all of mm. a sudden. So your processing, it, that's, that's the site where you begin to work on it. Wow. <clears throat> this, is, this is like really, really deep. I'm not going to lie to you because... <laughs> wow. It is, it is bringing a lot of memories to my head now. Uh, okay, I'm uh, going to the next question, sir. So, physical, sexual, emotional abuse yes. and neglect are experiences that don't leave the abused early or at all. Mm, yes. 
Could you tell us how to engage in healing from the ugly effect of these experiences? I mean, the ugly experiences of physical abuse, sexual, sexual abuse, abuse, emotional, emotional abuse. abuse. Now, this is not just limited to like children. This mm-hmm. is to anybody, anybody in the world. Because yes. physical abuse can be found in any type of relationship. That's true. Sexual abuse can be found in any type. In fact, now, like it's, I think, not just now, over time, sexual abuse has even like generated deep down into like, incest i mean the same mm. family mm. Yes, that's true. emotional that's true. abuse that's true. from people that you value a lot mm. i mean how, how do you think these ugly effects i mean these ugly experiences can, can be, be can, can be, be tackled yes uh, i i think the I first mean, thing to heal from it basically. I, will, I will answer it the way somebody <laughs> this kind of question came around one time and and um, i had a very respected person that answered it in a very 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 sincere way okay. he said the first thing the person should have is that you must have a battle mentality mm. yes see some of these things happens to us when we were not even formed yes it happened the the physical representation came up mm. however something has happened beneath that's why i talked about pattern earlier yes sir every child or every parent must be able to orientate the children especially as they are getting to their teens age about patterns mm. family patterns are real yes, i tell you there are things that my father struggled with and as i begin to see me struggle in those areas i begin to understand what they call patterns mm. that when we say something is reproduction it's not actually giving birth it is re you know and production it means I'm producing my experiences. Yes, so that's that's the reason why when you are, when you want to engage someone in healing from this from the effect of this, there is no point carrying it around. Yes, <laughs> there's no point it's announcing. Thank you. There's no point announcing to people that you want to go and fight. The best thing to do is to fight. When the war, when the victory comes, then we can announce it. So a battle mentality means that, see, this thing is a struggle and it's a battle. And I want to overcome it. And I want to overcome it. So there is a compelling consciousness in you Mm. to make sure that, see, if I allow this thing, I remember there is a very respected man of God in Africa, not in Nigeria, in Africa. At a point, he was going to quit his marriage and he went to meet another man of God in in America who, who is a mentor to him. And at the point, that one called him and said, no, I've tried to settle this fight between you people, but it, it looks as if you guys are not, are not coming up about it. So the man, the man just said, okay, I agree. You guys should go your separate ways. But wait, you, he turned to the man. He said, where is your uncle? He said, he's alive. Is he, does he have married now? He said, no. Where is your younger sister? He said, she's alive. Is he married? He said, so he said, don't you understand that if you go out now and divorce this woman, your children, will bat- yeah. your children will fight that battle. So he said there is no point transferring a battle to the children or the, or the, in the name of experience and, 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 and exposure. No, 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 no. You have to let it stop with you. So that's why the battle mentality is something that helps. That, that is the healing process. Mm. That this thing must end with me. And the problem about it is if I allow it to linger, my children may pick it. So that's a physical, sexual, and a, then the, the second thing about it is the fact that there must be a consciousness of purpose in this thing. Some of these things happen to us, emotional abuse, emotional neglect. It happens so that, so that some people will be able to really, I mean, how best do you think someone like Joyce Mayer will be able to pass a message across? Even though that she has if, thank you very much. So, it's not even the healing that matters. It is the process of that healing that becomes a story that a lot of people can resonate with. So, if you want to go through that healing, please don't go through the healing for yourself alone. A lot of people want to get healed from this thing because of how they feel. No, it's more than that. It's more than that. The minute you are selfless about certain things, the healing process becomes easy. So you have to understand that the reason why I have to go through this healing process is because there's, there's going to be a lot of people. That I mean, learn from uh, and that we will heal from your own story. By 2030, I don't know if I, I'm even very afraid for people that are giving birth to boys now. Mm. By 2030, it is said that four out of five boys will masturbate before the age of 15. Mm. Four out of five. Wow. 
we masturbate before age of 15. And if care is not taken, it will linger on for, for, for God no way. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is because somebody that has been healed from possibly masturbation or addiction to pornography can be the best way to communicate. Why? Because the person can understand the trigger, the person can understand the way, and the person can even speak directly to some of these people. So I begin to say that, see, there are some jobs that is that is more than engineering or... It's actually calling, man. I don't want to call it a job. No, 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 no. You have to come on a professional ground so that oh. some of them can come to you. There are some jobs that really will have to become a professional job. So, how many children that, or how many boys that masturbate can come openly and walk up to someone and say no? So it has to be projected as I am a professional in this. Whatever you say to me stays with me. I can understand you, so that we are going to have a way of working with that 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 mental attitude and that mindset that we got from that ugly experience, as it were. So there's going to be a purpose, you know, consciousness for the person going through that healing process. If these are things that happens at therapy session, we begin to we begin to let the person understand that see if it happens to you, it can happen to that means it can happen to Anybody. millions of people. Mm, yeah. So the most important thing right now is the fact that please document your stages of healing. Why? Because you are going to need it when you are helping others. Mm, that's true. And that's, that, that, makes, and that makes the life of them. Because one of the things about physical, sexual, emotional abuse is and the fact neglect. that uh, neglect, it makes people feel worthless. Mm, it affects the self-esteem. Yes. It makes people feel worthless. But the minute you begin to help others, your worth starts increasing. The worth starts increasing, and then the more you want to go to places, the more you feel your life now make meaning. The more you feel your, your life now You're counts. Right, yeah. And right, before yeah. you know it, things begin to come up like that. So the the, the, the healing process has to be it has to involve the person. Mm. A lot of times, people that want to go through healing from this used to look at the therapy or the coach or the person. I said, no, 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 no. Your attention is on me, but your attention should be on oh, you. Yes, the attention should be on you. Why? Because this is war. It is really war. So you are the one that needs to be very strong. <laughs> not my skill, not my experience, not my ability to be able to take you out. If you don't go out of it, no matter how hard I'm trying to take you, it's going to be very difficult. This is this. This just brought a question to my head now, and okay. um, it's <laughs> it's about um, parents enforcing children to study a certain course, mm. or to go to a certain school, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or to say, "Oh, you must not be friends with this person." Mm. Like I mean, and all this enforcing, uh, enforcing, enforcing of a thing. Um, apparently, without doubt, there's a way this could have affected so many people That's in true. different in different That's ways. True. That's true. Um, what would you say? What would you suggest to parents? Um, in in this aspect, I mean, you, you just have a child. Oh, Dolapo, you are going to this school. This is the school you must go. You cannot change it. You must go to this school. I don't want to see this person with. Okay, I agree. I agree with the fact that there there might be something they've seen about the person that they don't want the uh, child mm. to work with again. Mm. But I think there should be a better way to communicate to it. Yes. Yeah, so yes. What, what would you suggest? What would you say in that? I mean, in light of that. Uh, uh, well, I think the most important thing I would say to that is that parent needs to be more educated. I'm sorry. So many parents are schooled, but they are not educated. Mm. Parents need to be more educated about certain things. Um, right from the time when, when a mother conceives, one of the things that has been on right now is the fact that the, a, a pregnant woman is looking for another pregnant woman mm. to be able to do what? To be able to share experiences and to be able to, to, be able to take reference from them. However, when they give birth, they are also looking for another person that they want to take reference who has a child that they want to take reference from. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so amazing that that's a lifestyle that people don't understand that they master over time. So I have a child that is displaying so many things in the aspect of heart. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend that his child shows in mathematics. Then I want my child to go and learn fashion because this one learned fashion. Why? Because when I was pregnant, I was looking for another pregnant woman. I, I, I hope you understand what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I do. So, a, a parent needs to understand. And education does something for you. Education limits your options. Mm. That's, that's, that's one of the mo- most important things that I've learned. Education, good and quality education, limits your options. So that at a point 
based on the intensity of education, you no longer take reference from people again. When we were in, when, when we were in SS3 or senior secondary school, okay. you discover that a lot of people um, want to study <laughs> maybe medicine because yeah, their right. friends someone wants to study medicine. But by the time the same two, two people, the same person gets to the master, master's degree level, you discover that the options will have been limited. Yeah. Yes. When I was in university, I had a lot of options. I, w- I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be, because I was playing guitar, I wanted to be a soil scientist because of my background. I, wa- I-, I love to be a public speaker because I functioned as in leadership role in my fellowship. I had a lot, but I discovered that the more I was growing yeah. and I was learning, the more my options we're coming slim we're co- yeah. uh, in 2010 2012 i wanted to be an hr consultant i wanted to be a management consultant but i discovered that the more i was going so what education we do for parents that's why i said they should get a parent you seek education mm. and it's not just by reading of books a lot of people feel uh, uh, mr wally uh, most of us we can't sit down and be reading all these motivational books i said no observation is a very important part in education oh. to be able to observe what who and what to observe the children mm. the, the the things that brings about their that they are inclined to naturally yes they need to understand also the second thing i would like to say there is the fact that parents must seek counsel must seek help from people that are experts right. i worked with a boy um that's that should be 2019 yes the boy was so saucy I was, I, in fact, I nearly got frustrated to leave and go wow. because of the way the boy was responding. But at the point, I didn't know what I said to the boy. The boy started responding to me. He said, you know what? Of all the people that they've gotten for me to work with me, I think you are different. See, mm. I will talk to you. He said, my parents wanted me. All, all they wanted from me is language. They wanted me to study German. They wanted me to study Spanish. They said they gave me programming language. He said, I, I said, I don't want language. I said, I don't want language. I said, I want, I want gaming. I want gaming. The mm. boy was so much about designing games. I mean, this is the reality. People are going through this. By the time I told him, I said, do you know you can be the, 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 the biggest game developer in Africa? Wow. For either Nokia, for either Android. He said, wow. He said, yes, please. You're going to tell my dad this. You're going to do this. He, the boy loved, as I'm talking to you, the boy is in Canada now. Wow. The boy loved me so much. He was saying, oh my God. Yes, thank you very much. And the reason is just because the parents, the parents have been trying to use their own knowledge all this while. When I had the opportunity to sit down with the father and the mother, I mean, these people worked in Chevron. The mm. father and the mother, they had money. The boy went to a school that were paying maybe four million naira per annum. So I told them, I said, please, sir, please, ma, you need to understand this thing. This is what your child really needs. Uh, Someone like me, my profession is not really very pronounced in, in this side of Africa, like big, yeah, like, but yeah. there's a need for it. There's a need for it. And that's the reason why in, a, in, a, in, an, in an uncanny, untireless manner, I work with so many schools in different, in different aspects to make sure that these things get announced, these things get common and missed a lot of people. Oh, this is, this is like really deep. I'm not going to lie to you because I'm, I'm learning a lot already. And um, there's, there's this part of um, the questions I have here that says, um, how, can, how can you help a child build a positive mental attitude? Because I feel like so many people, even though it's not obvious, so many people are just learning courage mm. at the age of 20 mm. or maybe in uni or after uni. Mm. How, do you, how, how can you help a child to have a positive mental attitude? Sorry, a positive um, mental, yeah, mental attitude. attitude. Yes. Or a positive um self self image mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. that's what that's what i'm driving mm-hmm. at a positive yes. self image yes. how can you help a child to have a positive self image yes early enough the parent must be able to let the child understand who he is and and what he's going to do um i i, I believe because i'm a christian yeah i believe that things that happened in the bible are examples for us mm. to us and i believe for us uh, they are certain, not certain. Most children come with, they come with the stories of their lives. Mm. And every parent must be careful enough to know it. Because you can't tell me what, I don't, what you don't know. A lot of parents don't know what, is, what surrounds 
the children. The only thing they do is to know the circumstances that surround the birth. So maybe when they, when the mother died, that was when they gave birth to the girl. So they saw, they called the girl Yetunde, <laughs> you know, or, or or when the father died, that was when they gave birth to the boy. They say, oh, our father that left is back, and that's the only thing that they communicates to the child. Mm. So at some point, the child begins to see children outside that are displaying certain things, and he does not. The child begins to see children outside that have certain things that he does not have. Mm. The child begins to see children that are doing certain things that he cannot do. Mm. Then there is question. Unfortunately, because there is no intimacy between the parents and the, and the child, mm-hmm. the child does not walk up to the parent to ask the questions from them. The next thing the child could do, and when there is no intimacy between the child and the teacher also, the next thing the child could do is to walk up to the same person that is already doing what he's doing, not knowing the reason why he's doing what he's doing. I, 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 I hope you get this thing. Yes. So, so when, when we are talking about building a positive mental attitude or trying to help a child to have a good image, mm. you must, as a parent, you must understand who the child is going to be. Not who you want him to be, but who the child is going to be based on the temperament, based on the personality, based on the questions that the child begins to ask. My, yes, when, children will ask questions. When my, when my children start asking me certain questions, I don't joke with it. In mm. fact, if I'm so busy, I pause everything to be able to answer that question because I know the answer to that question matters a lot to what is going to follow for the child. Yeah. And let's talk about it very well. A positive mental attitude only comes when a child feels he's in power or is in control. Mm. When a child feels he's in charge. When I feel I'm not in charge, I can't, I can't have a positive mental attitude. Yes, sir. I feel that my life is under. I feel I'm a slave and somebody is going to be a king. Mm. And that's, what, that's one of the things that happens, you know, a lot of time. I, 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 I work with a girl who, who was going to do IGCSE, but the problem is the fact that they saw him in an uncompleted building with a parent. So the, the, the people had to take him off okay. and say that, please, Mom, uh, mom and dad we want to we want to raise this this girl mm. so but allow us to go and raise her so that we believe one day she will be able to come back to you mm-hmm. and the, this family wants to give the best i mean the girl was going to a school that was paying over three hundred thousand wow. in a term however because of how i was taken from that uncompleted building and then i'm put in this mighty building and then I have to be the one to do everything for the children. Something begins to affect the, the psyche of the girl. So even though I'm, I'm working on an exam that will take me to Cambridge or get me to Canada or get me somewhere, I still feel, even in Canada, I remember telling her, I said, do you know you can be in Canada and still be a slave? Mm. She looked at me. Mind. She wondered, like, I said, and you can be in Nigeria and be a queen. She was wondering, like, why am I oh. saying that? <laughs> I said, the reason is because one of the things that happen is this you are trying to take yourself out of something however even though the parents are trying to take you out of it but the children the children of the parents keep saying a lot of things you are not our, our sister mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you are not part of us even if they don't say they act it they act it you are not one of us you are not one of us and then it begins to and it begins to work on it so i had to work on the girl and let the girl understand that see let me make you understand modeling i use that pathways pathways in what sense some people have tread this path before yes sir and one of the things that have worked for them is the fact that they did not lose sight they did not lose their focus there's a focus yeah. there's a personal definition that they had mm. i just took the girl through all this and you know what these are things that the parents should have done for the, for, for but unfortunately even parents themselves don't have positive mental attitude mm. and then you can't it's give even a baggage they themselves so, are bringing from so childhood. you can't give what you don't have exactly. it's, it's not possible it's not possible you have to feel in charge before you can develop so one of the things that is a parent can do for a child is just to put the child child in charge of his life or her life you know this this you are talking about just brought another question to my to my mind now and it's just about <laughs> I don't want to use children precisely, but okay. I think it's mostly children that stay with other families, mm. other mm. people. Mm. And they don't, they don't just have the full access to uh, maybe their parents, I mean, like to the people they are staying with. Mm-hmm. They don't have full access to their guardian, let me say it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the best they could do is just like walk in the house, stay in their room. They don't have access to any 
elderly person that they can talk to. Talk to. What? How, how do you think these people can be helped? Hmm. Um. Um. One of the things that really I actually talk about in in in, in creating controlled environment hmm. is the fact that um, it's not bad to have a controlled environment. Why? Because. I share this philosophy that in the presence of multiple privileges, mm. control becomes very important. However, in control environments, exposure is also very important. Mm -hmm. So I've seen this same question you ask. Okay. Some people had engaged me mm. to be able to work with their with their children so that the child can have an external perspective, which has worked. In fact. So well. However, when you have a child in a controlled environment like that, and the child does not have access to people, don't you? see, we are we are unhurt. Mm. The world is built for things to come down. I'm sorry, I, I say that every, every time and I'm wondering, like, okay, so Mr. Wally, what are you trying to say? The law of gravity, the day you decide to go up, the world is against you. If you decide to come down, the world supports you. If you are building anything, check it. Some people build marriage. Is by talk. Is when when they said divorce is going to happen, you saw everybody just say yes, yes, let them do it. But when they say we are trying to marry, they say ah, the girl is senseless. The world ensures that if if you want to go down, it helps. We build with three or four months. We destroy in one day. That, that's the world that we live in. So when the child is going to be free which is inevitable oh it's inevitable when the child is going to be free the the way the world is going to orchestrate influences in the, that child's life the child will look for someone who will not bring him up but will take him down so one of the things i used to say to parents is that a parent must not see to the welfare of the children they must also see to the farewell of the children that it is not what you give to them and provide for them that matters. It is for the day that they will tell you, Daddy, I'm going to go, I'm going now for the next 30 days. <laughs> I won't be around. So the essence of a controlled environment is to make sure that the day they will be go they will go out, mm -hmm. there is a pattern that has been put into them. I mean, something happened during uh, during the course of the week. Okay. I, I, my, my 200 level, I had the privilege of, of spending like two weeks in my uncle's house okay. in a place, you know, very close to Lagos. And that in that house, there's no television, no, 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 no stereo system, nothing like that. There is no home theater, nothing. The children just come back from school, they sit down, they do the assignments, and they go. Hmm. It, was, it, it was really hostile, I can say that. And the reason is because we are Christian family. We are Christian family. We are Christian family. <laughs> I was shocked when I sat down and the first child sat beside me and he collected trophy to drink. Hey, I looked at him, I said, you, even in my presence, <laughs> by the time he had sipped, for you to know, he had sipped, he just, the way I talked, he just returned the thing. I said, please, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, what happened is the fact that you see what Controlled environment. The effect of the control Thank you. So what needs to be done is the fact that even though we have a controlled environment, mm. we need to begin to bring some set of things into the control room. There should be. Uh, let me use. Let me use this. When a terrorist gets a ten-year-old boy, mm. I asked this in my training when I train teachers and some other educators. I said, when a terrorist and a ten-year-old boy. And they control him, they put him in the control environment for two years. When he comes out by 12 years, yeah. what is he going to become? Terrorist. A lot of people tell me he's a terrorist. Terrorist. I said, wow. Terrorist. You are sure? You didn't doubt that? I said, how come a child spent six years in our schools and we don't know what they will become? Mm. When that child can spend two years, I said, the problem is that something is wrong with the curriculum. The curriculum. Nothing is wrong with the control room. Everything is wrong with the content that is going on in the control room. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, could Charlie just give him a buzz boost here? <laughs> right. no, that, 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 that's, what, that's what happened. That, that, that's my own understanding about it. I, I don't want my children to go out. Mm. 
I don't want them to go out because I, I can't trust the environment. I can't trust them. But one of the things I can trust here is my control room and the content that I put there. Mm. Why? Because they are going to be a product of these two by the time they step out. Yes, sir. When they step out, certain things will have been very used to them and certain things will be alien to them. Mm. That when somebody is trying to bring that, that's going to be... So the control room should afford the parent to be intimate with their with their children, children yeah. so that even when they step out they can tell the parent anything i mean someone like me i'm already thinking the day my daughter is going to come and say i'm having my date for the first time and really i'm putting all the curriculum <laughs> together <laughs> to make sure that i'm building that day. because most parents mm. when they think about this thing, it's not as if parents don't think about these things but the problem is that it just brings fear to them and then they live in denial I rebuke it in Jesus' name. I train my children the way of the Lord. I train my children all these things. I said, please, man, when these things are coming to you, it is meant for you to prepare. Yeah. yeah. It is not meant for you to rebuke. Yeah. You start preparing for it because the real, the inevitable will come. Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, we, our time, our time is fast spent. But uh, the the last the last part is uh, there are five stages of child development which I've um, actually read about. The cognitive development, special and emotional development. Uh, you, we've spoken about most of it already, though. Speech and language development, fine motor skill development, gross motor skill development. I mean, mm. how do these stages of development aid our perception about our life, about life rather? On, on, of life. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. The cognitive development talks about our mental state. Mm. Yes, your ability to understand and comprehend things. So I'm going to talk to you about it in the, in the context of education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, there are three domains of education. Yeah. We have cognitive, okay. we have psychomotor, mm. and we have affective. Okay. So the cognitive is the cognitive development, social and emotional development, and, and speech and language is the affective domain in education. Mm. And then the psychomotor is where we have the fine and gross motor skill. Mm. So... The, f- the five stages are actually grouped in three stages in education. Mm. So, however, and what, it, what, this, what this means is that the cognitive is the, is the site where you develop your, you know, the content. Yeah. As I begin to tell my son, do this, I begin to give instruction. Mm. He can understand this, he can respond, he can communicate, he can, he can reason at a certain level. So the level of reasoning determines your perception of life. Mm-hmm. When, when, when my daughter gets to school and one of the mates calls her monkey, mm. my daughter will cry because of that. Mm. Because her level of reasoning is not way. He needs to understand. You call me monkey. I'm not a monkey. I'm not now. a monkey. <laughs> but it's a proof of cognitive development. Mm. You have to, there are certain things that, you know, when I see two people arguing about certain things, I said, there are things that this thing now, you should, you should grow old. You should grow up <laughs> and not just grow old. Exactly, there are certain things that should more than, and that is the aspect of cognitive development. Um, social and emotional development and speech is talking about how we relate with ourselves, intrapersonal relationship uh, and interpersonal relationship. And you know that's very that's very very key to our perception because people colors our perception. It is people that colors our perception. And then the motor skill, either fine or gross Gross, motors, talks about our coordination as human being. A lot of people are very good when it comes to cognitive. A lot of people are very good when it comes to interpersonality. And I will give an example. Uh, my, the nature of my job, cognitive afforded me to be able to function in a coaching line of business. Yeah. My social and speech allowed me to be able to get relationships. You know, I get places. And, yeah. But in the aspect of co- this psychomotor or this fine and gross yeah, motor skill, where where certain coordination, coordination, very importantly, coordination, regulation, some people don't know how to regulate. It's not, I tell people it's not bad. Even the Bible says it. It's not bad to get angry. Where the real problem is that he said we should not allow the sun to go down in the anger. That means the Bible was teaching us regulation. You see couples in, a, in home, they are keeping malice for two weeks. <laughs> in the same house. In the same house. Somebody lacks regulation. Somebody needs to come out and say, see, come. We have to talk about it. That's the point. That's the point. And that's where the regulation comes in. Gross motor skill. So when you look at the way this thing works, honestly speaking, some people take 
their childhood experiences and they walk it down their ages because they couldn't put a stop to it at a point and how it affects them. So when we talk about how these stages of development affect our perception, we need to understand that, you see, the three works together. It works in, together in our perception. Yeah. So, and the three is so powerful because it takes away experiences. Without experiences, you can achieve these, these things. Without experiences, yes, you can achieve it. That's why we see that there are professors, I'm sorry to say this, there are some professors that, that still sleeps with their housemates. Mm. Yes, cognitive, they are there. Let me assume the social Speech, they are there. But the problem about it is that, oh, can you come to the re- realization of the fact that this is my house girl? And there are things I can't do, you know. So, so it, it affects a lot when we talk about the perception of life. And the most important thing is that every parent. <laughs> because, to be honest, I'm not just expecting this depth. And this is like deep. To be honest, like when I was preparing for this, I was. I wasn't seeing it this deep at all. At all. I just, I, in fact, I just read a book. I was reading Emotional Intelligence. And they were talking about uh, perception about life and how chi- childhood experience is one of the things that forms our perception about life, um, our exposure, yes. the people we speak to, and all those things. So, okay, this looks like something I can bring up on, uh, bring on my podcast. And, <laughs> and everyone is like, this, this, this deep, man. It's really deep. <laughs> Thank you so much, Coach. You're, you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. This is really deep. I wasn't expecting this vulnerability, this my intentionality. God. I mean, thank you so much. And I'm very sure everybody that listens to this episode would have learned. I mean, one to, one thing or the other. And, um, I just, I just, I just hope that when next people will be hearing from you, <laughs> you already taking conferences in oh the abroad. Yeah, I'm very grateful oh. for the opportunity you've given me to have um, this conversation with you. Yeah. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, thank you for having me, <laughs> and I want to appreciate everyone. Yeah. All right. So, um, thank you guys. I just hope you enjoyed or you are enjoying this. Oh yeah, you enjoyed this episode as much as I did and the depth in it. And um, right, when I, when I send the newsletter about this, you will get um, a full detail of how to reach uh, Coach Wally if you have the intention of doing that. And um, I'm very sure he's going to do justice to whatsoever you bring up to him. Uh, thank you guys and bye.